I'm going to be today um, giving some teaching on the practice of uh, metta or loving kindness. How many people are familiar, quite familiar with loving kindness practice? And how many people less familiar? You can raise your hand. Okay, so so several. Um, so what I'd like to do is to give a very brief introduction to loving-kindness, um, and particularly the practice of loving-kindness. Then we'll do maybe about eight or ten minutes of mindfulness practice to settle. And then I'll invite people to have the rest of the period doing loving-kindness practice. If for whatever reason you'd strongly prefer to do your own practice or mindfulness practice, that, that would be okay. I'm going to be uh, teaching some on loving-kindness or metta, in the in the talk, so I'm encouraging the loving kindness, but again, uh, uh, do as you see fit. <clears throat> so the very briefly, the loving kindness practice is the moment-to-moment cultivation of warmth, kindness, goodwill, love. We can use different words. It's a beautiful, powerful practice that is. Um, somewhat unique in terms of the world religions. We have people come to our one-week meta retreats at Spirit Rock who are rabbis or ministers or nuns, uh, Christian tradition, uh, especially Jewish tradition, sometimes other traditions, who tell us there's nothing quite like meta practice in those traditions, even though there are obviously a lot of people who are kind and have goodwill and so forth, and loving. Um, so it's a very unique practice. It's um, There are multiple ways to cultivate loving-kindness. The core uh, intention is moment-to-moment to invite kindness in our being. Warmth, kindness, love, whatever language we use. Um, and the primary way that this is done, I'll, I'll introduce other ways of doing it in the talk. The primary way that this is taught in um, retreats and in other trainings is by the silent repetition of phrases which are chosen to be evocative of kindness or care or love. In other words, we say phrases directed towards a being we feel warm towards, and we say something like, may you be well, may you be uh, as healthy as possible, may you be held by love. We choose phrases on our own that tend to be evocative. How many people have your own practice of loving kindness with your own phrases? Great, so it looks like about people raising their hands, maybe half, okay? So, um, so Carlita, let's put up the sample phrases, and I'll give, again, some further brief instructions, and then we'll go into silent practice. So let's show the screen so that all the phrases are available. Yeah, I think we want to have, uh, Carlita, we 
I think when you reformatted it, we got the ors taking up an extra line, which is not great. So let's have a smaller font then, so we can show everything at once. So that's, they're still not all showing on my screen. So let's, let's, we can uh, cut out the, the head, the stuff in bold. If you want to go to the original, that would also work, which does does doesn't have the the ors on a separate line. Yeah, and so let can we make the font larger and just have the phrases? Is that possible? Great. I think that is good enough. Okay. So the typical way that the uh, practice is done is by uh, repeating usually four phrases that are, we can use traditional phrases or we can use phrases we've chosen ourselves that tend to be evocative of warmth or kindness towards a particular being. And we will start here by choosing a being towards whom loving kindness flows easily. It could be um, typically someone with whom there's not a complex relationship where it's almost like 100% warmth. It could be a, a newly born child. could be someone in your, in your family uh, towards whom there's almost entirely warmth and goodwill. So we'll choose, uh, one or, we'll choose one or two of those beings in our practice. And then we come up with phrases. And the traditional phrases are, are fourfold. There is typically one for happiness or something like that. May you be happy. May you be content. And we can use that whatever language works for us. A second to do with safety. As you can see at the top, may you be safe and free from harm, protected from harm. May you uh, feel safe and so forth. A third is on health. May you be healthy or may you be as healthy as possible. And then the fourth is traditionally, may you live with ease, which means ease whatever happens. Difficult things, hard things, may you have ease and balance. And again, you can bring in phrases that work for you. Some of the ones that I use are at the bottom here. May I rest in the awakened heart. That's one of mine. May I be held by love. So if you're newer to this, uh, good to choose maybe some of the traditional phrases, maybe something which which uh, works for you. And we'll, we'll bring this back uh, when we when we come to the uh, loving-kindness practice. Again, I'm going to invite us to settle first. So take a look at this and see ones that would work for you, but we'll come back and have that on the screen when we return. So let's start with just checking the posture. If you wish, setting an intention, and then going into about maybe eight or ten minutes of mindfulness practice or whatever helps you to settle. And then I'll come back to the loving kindness.
So as we continue to sit quietly, I'll invite now uh, a shift, if you wish, to the loving-kindness or metta practice. And Carlita, let's put up again on the screen. Here are sample phrases. We typically choose four of them. You can make the phrases work for you. One way of practicing that can be sometimes quite helpful is to bring an image of the person you're bringing loving-kindness towards and have that there. It's, this is a four-step practice, which, which I use, originally learned from Guy Armstrong. With every phrase, you, have an, you bring an image or a felt sense in your body of what it's like to be with the person. Then you actually feel the heart, sometimes putting the hand on the heart. Then you say the phrase, and then you let there be a, a little bit of a pause, two or three seconds. Then you go back to the second phrase, to the same four-part technique. This is an optional technique, so if you have your own way of doing it, perfectly fine to stay with your own way. But this can be helpful for having the loving-kindness be more embodied and a little more emotional in the way of working with phrases. And so we, if you're newer, we typically would choose four phrases. You can make them work for you. Some people just like to say the one word, you know, happy, safe, healthy, maybe something else like the one I use, held by love. Or you can say, may I, and so forth. Make the language work for you. And we typically work with the phrases as if we're knocking on the door of the kind heart. We're not thinking, oh, I will manufacture or produce loving kindness. With the phrases, we incline in that direction. And sometimes we feel warmth or kindness. And sometimes we don't. And sometimes we can bring as best we can with the phrase, uh, loving-kindness towards another, and something comes up. You know, I might be inclining towards someone maybe who's a mentor or teacher to me, and I bring loving-kindness. I feel a lot of warmth initially, and I bring it. And then I have the comments, well, you're already pretty happy. What about me? And so that is normal for sometimes happening. We incline as best we can with the phrases towards the warmth, the kindness, and so forth, and then we let it be what it is. That's why it can be helpful just to leave a little pause after each phrase. You know, something may come up, you know, sometimes care, warmth, and so forth, sometimes something which gets in the way of the kind heart. So either are fine. We simply do our best and let it be what it is. So let's leave the phrases up, and I'll invite you to work for about the next uh, 10 minutes or so with a being towards whom loving-kindness flows well. And then at that point, I'll, I'll invite you to switch to another one, toward another being. doesn't have to be a human being. can be a public figure as well, towards whom the loving-kindness tends to flow well. Again, can be sometimes people work with a, a young child, a baby, Someone towards whom the loving-kindness uh, uh, tends to occur, tends to flow uh, easily. Okay, so we'll start there.
And then I'll come back in about 10 minutes, invite us to switch to a second being. Again, many of you have your own ways of doing it. Feel free to do the practice in your own way. So we'll keep the we'll keep the phrases on the screen for now.
And as we continue to sit quietly, continuing for most of us with the loving-kindness or metta practice, and moving to a second being. Again, doesn't have to be a human being, can be a public figure. A second being towards whom the loving-kindness tends to flow well. Typically someone with whom there's a lot of warmth, not a complicated relationship with warmth, but also other stuff, typically almost entirely just the the warmth and the care and the love. So bring that second being to mind and continue with the practice. Typically we use the same phrases for different beings. That helps with uh, concentration some, unless you have your own way of doing it. And that, that, would, that you've been using for a while, that'd be fine.
We'll now shift from our loving-kindness practice to our group practice that we typically do at the end of the silent sitting. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.